Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Jimmy's Three Things here on this Tuesday morning. It's September 26th. Feels like fall. I'm very excited about that. Playoff baseball is on its way. We're going to be live streaming in the playoff stream lounge. It's not called the playoff stream lounge, but maybe now for the playoffs, we'll call it the playoff stream lounge. It's called the stream lounge. Jake will be there every night. I'll be floating, making breakdowns uh, in the background, working. I'm very excited Talking baseball goes every day. Me, Trev, Jake, re recapping every game or all the games from the night before. I'm super excited. We also have uh, our official sponsor of this episode of Jimmy's Three Things is Billy's. Blitzball Blitz at Billy's. It, it takes place this coming Sunday, October 1st. Uh, nice little morning activity for you before the football games kick off. We're going to be playing at Billy's, the bar. We're setting our whole crews there, setting up our Blitzball Stadium. We have over 160 people already uh, purchasing tickets and coming, so nearing 200 people. It should be loud and fun and crazy. And me and Jake will be pitching in game one. Um, so I'm sure that, like, even though it's kind of like this weird fake world, the the nerves will be there if you guys are all there and loud. Anyway, three topics today. Number one, not the best story came out about Josh Donaldson and his introduction to the Brewers. We have Foul Territory TV where you got Pruszynski and Kratzy uh, interviewing uh, Rowdy Telez on the Brewers. And was Rowdy, when was Rowdy teammates with Rowdy Telez? When was he teammates with Donaldson before in – Toronto, maybe? Because in the story, he talks about being teammates. Toronto in 2018, 2019? Was Donaldson there then, or was he doing his, like, Braves other, other stuff? Uh, Josh Donaldson. Interested in this. 2018, he was with... 2018, he was with Toronto. So they... And Rowdy Telez, 2018, was with Toronto, but only 23 games. So I don't know if they were – I don't know how much time they shared together in the same clubhouse. Anyway, anyway, here's the clip. What, what's, the yeah. one, what's the one piece of trash talk that you put on – your first piece of trash talk that you put on JD when you saw him or when you felt comfortable that he wasn't going to beat you up? Rowdy is kind of like, I got to play into this JD so – so scary routine, and then he's like, "No, nah, I'm not playing into that." Um, I wasn't scared of him to start with. You're a little scared of him. I absolutely was not. He you walked in good. the clubhouse. He walked in the clubhouse and walked straight by, and I was like, "Hey," with a couple other words hey. after that. Uh, I'm gonna guess the other words were, "Hey, motherfucker," and I was like, "Hey," with a couple other hey. words after that. I was <laughs> like, "When you walk in the clubhouse, you introduce yourself to your new teammates," and he goes, "Everybody knows who I am." <laughs> all That's right good. and then i was like i was like yeah hey and then when when you see a former teammate you say what's up and he was like hey are you on the seafood diet and i was like yeah good one seafood eat food beat you to it fuck, <laughs> off. fuck off at the end beat you to it fuck off <laughs> i don't know they could be very much just busting balls it's just all fun and games it seems like that's the way kratzy and crew are taking it but it seems like rowdy's like nah fuck off dude that's like when you see ex-teammates say hi and when you have new teammates introduce yourself and you know maybe donaldson does go around and introduce himself and this is just one story and he was like walking through and you know trying to play the other side like this is just a fun tidbit and he is gonna go but we've also heard stories about uh you know we've heard stories that when when donaldson left teams all, all the 
clubhouse and and like uh, crew that works with the team were texting each other just like celebrating because he makes their jobs miserable. But we've always heard he's he's a good teammate in the clubhouse from other places. Not so I don't know. Just kind of like ugh, ugh. Rowdy doesn't seem to be laughing. Like they these guys are laughing at this story. He seems to be like fuck off, dude. Get out of here. So not the best look for Donaldson there with that story. That's a quick hitter. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, second topic I want to talk about is Snell. Blake Snell pitched uh, against the Giants last night. Another really good outing. I'll include links to the articles uh, in the description on YouTube because I haven't done that before. But I, you know, I usually you can see them on the screen. Uh, and first thing I was doing was looking at I was going into the stats and being like, what's made Snell different this year and trying to see like what my conclusion was and then I was like let's see if people have written articles turns out there's a couple of like really good articles of late because the because the, the season is such an anomaly so this first one is from what is this outlookindia.com outlook india article on Snell okay weird they don't even have the author I can't even credit them who wrote this it doesn't say I'm scrolling trying to find the author it didn't say it anywhere outlook india uh, September 20th. So, but I did like some points in this article, which I, I wrote here. Um, Snell's having a great season. He could become the first AL and NL pitcher since 1913 to lead the majors in both ERA and walks. It's a complete anomaly. His ERA sits 30 points ahead of the closest contender, Justin Steele. And he has 12 more walks than Charlie Morton. Um, it would be a very exclusive club. He would become the only the second pitcher ever with 200 or more strikeouts and 100 plus walks in a season in fewer than 200 innings. If he can issue seven more walks this season, which he might have done since this article. Um, if Snell manages to clinch a Cy Young Award, he would be the first pitcher since Irwin in 1959 to lead the majors in walks while securing the prestigious accolade. So nobody in... Uh, 40, 20, nobody in 80 years has won the Cy Young while leading the league in walks. And Snell has always walked people. It's been a big issue for him. And it feels like instead of trying to fix the issue, he's uh, just joined in. He's doubled down on it. He's laughed in the face of the issue. He's like, I walk people. Let's just be smart about it. He is saying that he differentiates between good walks and bad walks. And rather than surrender hittable pitches, he is willing to issue walks and pitch his way out of trouble. So, like, okay, if I get into trouble and I'm down or this guy kind of has my number, uh, why don't I walk him in five pitches, then uh, have a 10-pitch battle where he's going to foul some off and then maybe, like, try to lay one in there that he ends up getting a hit on or, you know, I walk him on the 10th pitch. That's a waste of pitches. Let's just have five-pitch walks. I don't know the stats on, like, you know, how many pitch walks he's throwing. Um 
but that's interesting. And then there's, and I am going to go to baseball spot and do my own little stuff for you guys. But, uh, uh, another article, this one from MLB, and I believe this is Brent McGuire, who covers the Angels uh, recently. Yes, and I DM'd him because I liked one of these stats in here. I want to figure out how to do it. Uh, when runners get on base, Snell strands them at an 85.9% clip. So it's almost like, okay, I walk a lot of guys, and that I pitch with a lot of guys on base. Instead of trying to fix that, which maybe he's tried to do in the last couple of years, he's just, uh, you know, He's become the nightmare and fought back, big green style. Become part of the nightmare. Turn yourself into a monster and fight back. The twelfth best mark by a starting pitcher in a single season is uh, that that strand rate, eighty five point nine percent. Also, the defense behind him has been great. They've provided plus seven outs above average when he's on the mound. That's the stat I'd love to find for a future Jimmy Lytics is uh, which pitcher benefits the best and and there's been articles about it and and sos and and uh brett mcguire like puts it here but i couldn't find out how to find that split myself so if you know how let me know because i want to have a lot of fun with that uh so let's dive in to blake snell's baseball savant page because i wanted to find out if i could see anything that's making him uh pitch differently so i have a bunch of tabs already open and the one thing that I found pretty quickly was his um, his secondary pitch usage is just up from years prior. So you can see here, if you're looking and if you're just listening, I'll let you know. Uh, last year, his four-seam fastball was 55%. Uh, he threw that 55% of the time. It's down to 48% of the time, so it's less than half. Less than half the time he's throwing his four-seam fastball. He has dropped his slider. Last year he threw his slider 25 or 24.3% of the time. He's dropped that to 13% of the time. Now, when I talked to Trevor Poof a long time ago about this, he said if a guy throws a pitch less than 15%, uh, you don't really put it in your mind. It's kind of a sneak attack pitch. His other secondary pitches have bumped up. So his curveball was at 15% last year. Now he's bumped that up to 19%. And his changeup was at 5% last year, the f- lowest it's ever been. And that bumped up to um, 18.3%. So the changeup and the curveball are right around the same as secondary pitches and the slider. When you look at baseball savant, if you guys ever go on yourself, it's also good to know and, and, and realize that pitchers very much are, have two different arsenals. They throw X these pitches to lefties and these pitches to righties. So if I go look at what Blake Snell, who's a lefty, what he throws to righty batters, right, who should see him better, he throws all of them. He throws the fastball. He throws the changeup um, 22% of the time and the curveball 20% of the time. So he ups his secondary pitches. The slider goes to 11% and actually goes down a little bit. But when he faces lefties this year, He's throwing the fastball 60% of the time and the slider 24. The curveball comes in play. The changeup, you don't throw a changeup to a lefty, left on left. It doesn't happen a lot. So it's pitchers are two different pitchers usually. Now if we go back and we look at um, all of them, the one thing I wanted to do was I wanted to show you the changeup. So let's look at the changeup over the years. You can see that in 2018 when he won the Cy Young, he was throwing it 19% of the time. Then he kept throwing at 20%, 9%, 19% in 2020. In 2021, it drops like crazy, 
And then in 2022, it dropped to 5%. He didn't throw it at all. He just scratched it. And then this year, it's way back up. And if you look at the numbers on it, in 2021, it got hit like crazy. It had a 429 batting average against a 352 expected batting average. So, you know, they were getting lucky, but still, that's not great. A 595 slugging against and a 483 expected slugging. It was not a put-away pitch. So it just wasn't a good pitch in 2021. He probably, if I go look at just that year, I wonder if he scratched it halfway through. So I'll look at this as by month. Yeah. So he started the year in April throwing it 20% of the time, and then it just got hit, and he just dropped it over the course of the year to in August of 2021. He wasn't throwing it at all. So now you go to 2022, and same thing. He tried to start throwing it again, but not even that much, and then it went down because it was so bad the year before. But if you look at the numbers in 2022, they were not as bad as uh, 2021 at all. They, they were getting better. They were, you know, he had a 211 batting average and a 211 slugging. So that's pretty good, actually. And the put-away numbers are jumping up and the whiff percentage is up. But this year, he's throwing it a ton. It's back up to 18%, and the numbers on it are great. So that led me to think, okay, so this is a big difference for him. The changeup is back. He, he took it out of his arsenal. He's got a nice fastball, but you need other pitches, especially the righties, that go away from them. The changeup goes away right? The curveball and the slider, they go into righties. You need pitches that go away. So he needed the change up to righties. So then I wanted to think, all right, well, like what's different? So let's look at the pitch velocity. He started throwing it way hard, a little harder in 20, 2021, 88 uh, miles per hour was the average. Uh, and it dropped down this year. It's at 86. So it's the, you know, it needs to be different than the fastball. So that helps. If you look at, um, Something like the release point was a little different. The uh, the horizontal release, which is left and right. So he's, he's throwing it maybe a little more like sidearm. He's getting his hand extended a, a little bit more. But the bigger difference I saw was when I went and looked at the spray chart of it. And this could be chicken or the egg. So this spray chart right here is from 2021. And it's mostly he's throwing it to righties away from them to get them to chase away. And then in 2022, um, when like he's a little nervous about the pitch because he got lit up in 2021, he's doing the same thing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then if you go here this year and look at where he's throwing his changeup, it's, it's all over the zone. So it's in the zone. It's uh, an attack pitch as well as a swing and miss pitch which is cool. He's just got a lot of more trust in it. Let's go look at the curveball, which is another pitch. And his release point horizontally is doing the same thing on this chart. So he just must have fixed his release point a little bit. But if we look at the curveball pitch velocity first, it's actually gotten a little faster. Uh, in 2021, it was the slowest. And if we look at um, spin rate, it dropped down a bunch. Or it was really down last two seasons, so that's up. I guess what I want to look at with the curveball is the drop. Uh, average horizontal break. So horizontal's left to right, obviously, the horizon. Um, and it's got less break on it, so let's look at vertical. So is it becoming more of a 12 to 6? Uh, not really. Maybe he's just using this 
this much better. I'm going to change this to curveball and let's see where he's placing the curveball and where he where was he placing it last year. So just toggling this shit right now. Uh, pitch chart, curveball, loading. We'll go over here and we'll load this one and we'll come back. A lot of curveballs he's thrown. So this year he's throwing it all over the place because he throws the curveball to righties and to lefties and, you know, a lot down, a lot swing and miss. But he also has thrown some high and he's filled up the zone nicely. Last year, the same thing. And in 2021, if we care at all, the curveball has kind of replaced the slider in a way, it seems. He's throwing it so much more. Than the slider. The slider he's using versus lefties because it goes away from them, right? So curveball goes up and down. So you can throw it to both batters, lefties and righties, because it's more up downwards break. The fastball you throw to both batters, there's no break. And then you need pitches that go away from the batter. So the slider goes away from the lefty because it's a lefty slider. And the changeup goes away from the righty because it's a, you know, it breaks arm side run. That's why it works that way. And the curveball is the same. Um, what did I want to look up? The walks. Let's see if we can find splits on. I'd love to see like the count. How many, how, how long his average counts are, I guess. I don't even know if you do pitches per plate appearance for uh, pitchers. I know you can do that for hitters. Full count, he's had 165 plate appearances go full. I wonder how that compares to last year. Last year, he had 115 full count plate appearances. This year, he's 130. So, it's actually, he's leaned into it more, I guess, all around. Kind of wild. He's, so, he's just dominating in the zone more, just like buckling down more. Let's see if I can go all pitches. Uh, or no, we'll see right here. If you look at this page, you can see the uh, exit velocity. It was uh, 90 last year. It's 87 this year, um, which is his average, 87. Average exit velocity, 87 miles per hour. But if you look at the hard hit rate, uh, last year was 39%, and the year before that's 41%. So, like, I could conclude that he's not giving in if he if he feels like he's going to lose a batter and, and he's not going to give in and just, like, give them a ball that they can tee up. He's going to make every pitch hard to hit. I have no idea. I have no idea. That's one conclusion. The defense surely helps. Uh, let's look at the batted ball profile. Way more ground balls than last year. Way less fly balls than last year. Line drives are the same. The changeup seems to surely help. Let's take a look at his pitches, what they actually look like. We'll get a visual. We'll just get the most recent put-away change-up and put-away curveball. Let's see. Jake Berger and Nick Fortes. In six innings. And strikes out Berger to end the first inning. What? That was the change-up? That was a change-up? I guess, I guess so. Doesn't look like a changeup to me. It looks like a little like cutter or something. And here's a curveball to get out Fortez. 
He went around. Yeah, his curveball is more like really darting. It's not like a loop. It probably tunnels well. It almost is more like a slider. It just goes down. For Snell. So what's his slider look like if that's his curveball? On 3-2, Alvin swings and misses. Did a, for those listening at home, I did a, a, a confused dog head tilt. Um, when's this game? This game is September 13th. I'm going to find a uh, September 13th. I want the camera angles to be the same. I want the camera angles to be the same so it, that you can really see the difference of the movement between the two pitches. I'm going to find a slider and a curveball because I'd like to see the difference. Feels like they're very similar. Here's one, a swing strike to James Altman and a curveball, both in the same inning. Okay, so they're labeling these different, even though they're in the same inning. This one's a slider to Altman. On 3-2, Altman's... And I, you know, it looks like a slider. Slides. Truly like kind of just like a slider that runs the whole way. No, like, crazy break to it, like a sweeper back, or anything back like that. Just kind of runs. And now here's a curveball. You got to give, give me a little, like, you know. I'm, oh, I mean, that was. So I think the first video I watched was just deceptive because this is a curveball. Look at, I mean, look at the sharp. That's nasty. Okay. I agree. Anyway, there you go. Snell's having an anomaly of a season. He's upped his changeup percentage. It's back to where it should be, and he's using his changeup versus righties, his slider versus lefties, his curveball to both, forcing fastball. He's saying, fuck it. I allow walks. That's who I am. You deal with it. And also, he's, like, great with runners on and a good defense behind him. Blake Snell. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Third topic I took to Twitter to ask you guys uh, if you had any suggestions. So I have no idea what this is going to be. And we're going to go to my tweet. I tweeted at 6 a.m. as I was uh, driving to work and said, I'm recording my three things in an hour. And do you have any 40 replies here? Let's see. Um, I'm going to try to do one that I can like deep dive into baseball reference. So it's got to be one that I don't have to, that I can like, you know, improv right now. Uh, I'm pretty new to baseball and the handedness of batter versus pitcher is balling to me. So maybe a deep dive on how much that really matters. Maybe that's boring. Oh, I, I mean, I half just did that, how they have different arsenals. When a lefty throws a sweeper down and away, why is the shortstop always covering the middle of the diamond and not in position to field where the ball is thrown? Which is to the hole at shortstop. Cover, when a lefty throws a lefty a sweeper. We're gonna just we're gonna put this baseball savant video search. This is from Tom Senyitko. Senyitko. Okay, so pitcher handedness lefty. When a lefty throws a sweeper, 
Uh, pitch type. Sweeper. Down and away. When a lefty, so the oh, the batter handedness is lefty. So a when a lefty throws a lefty, a sweeper game day zones uh, down and away. So a lefty batter, so seven. So like seven zone seven thirteen. Um, okay. When a lefty throws a lefty, a sweeper down and away. Why is the shortstop always covering up the middle of the diamond? and not in position to field where the ball is thrown, which is to the hole at shortstop. So first, let's take a look at this. We have the pitcher being a lefty, the batter being a lefty. They're throwing a sweeper down and away, okay? And let's, and let's say that the plate appearance result is that the pitch result is uh, in play, and the batter ball type is a ground ball. So first, let's see where these balls are hit when they're hit because we can search this. This is uh, any lefty pitcher, any lefty batter, but a sweeper down and away, and we are going to go by um, – ah, shit, you have to go by, like, league. Will league give a spray chart? It's hard to get spray charts for this. Uh, let's see what league gives us. Spray chart. Okay, so here's the league spray chart when a lefty throws a lefty. So I think Tom's shit, Tom's question is going to be answered. Um, there's way more balls there. So he's saying the shortstop is playing up the middle than over here. And it looks like if you switch to, if you play the third baseman more centered and the shortstop up the middle, you're going to have the best success. So he's saying, uh, why is the shortstop always covering the middle of the diamond and not in position to field with the ball thrown, which is to the hole at shortstop. So it looks like I think teams should put their third baseman over here. And it's very rare. Most of the balls are going here and you want to shift your second baseman over and your shortstop as far as he can go. Like, let's see who got this out right here. Dom Smith, the check swing. He got the sweet spot on it. Bare hand. So there's your answer, Tom. Um, the spray chart doesn't, if anything, it tells you shift to the center uh, so your shortstop can run over there and cover like this ball. I wonder who fielded this one. Three and two. Cooper will go from first. Jazz grounds one to second base. Bobbled by Guillaume. Second baseman. So let's see this, though, even further. I think we can do batter ball location shortstop, and we can see how many shortstops have fielded a batted ball from a lefty pitcher to a lefty batter that's a sweeper down and away. Uh, there's been three balls fielded. So it just seems more, Tom, that that pitch, that specific pitch, lefty throwing a sweeper to a lefty down and away, the shortstop just isn't important at all. There's, it's only been fielded by a shortstop three times. 2-2. Two, two. On the ground, past Bummer, trickling off the second base. Okay, so this one wasn't even fielded by the shortstop. It was a trickler that the, the pitcher tried to barehand. It's slow roller. They're infield in because it's a runner on third, one out, and it eventually Tim Anderson grabs it, but it wasn't hit to him. It was right up the middle. Lights just turned off in here. Let's see this one. Oh, this is one we already saw. And it went right. It was Dom Smith right to the shortstop, who was over the middle. And this one... 
Shortstop feels on the second base side of the bag, comes over. Oh, he bobbled it. <laughs> and the runner was safe. <laughs> Let's look at uh, base hits. So all the ones that were hit to the shortstop position, I might need to toggle that off. We only have one there. So let's just, it can be hit anywhere. So this is lefty pitchers throwing a sweeper to a lefty, down and away, and um, base hit. Okay, uh, batted ball direction, oppo. So when they do go oppo on this pitch, which I get what you're saying, you're saying that they would most likely go go, go with the pitch the other way. But, like, hitters don't do that that much anymore. So that's what stinks about it. This was a double. Is this the same one? Same one that we just saw, right? Off the bag. Naylor got a double off that. Uh, ground ball to left fielder. Let's see. Ali started for the Pirates. G1 Bay. Oh, there you go. So that's there's one that that Tom's upset about. Uh, if the shortstop is playing normally, does he get that one? Okay. Let's see. Let's see if there's more because you know what, like it, the shortstop was irrelevant on the other side. It, he only made a couple plays. If there's more, like did last night. There's more blue pits. No, this one's. Well, the third baseman's covering that way. And that's Freddie Freeman. He's so fucking good. I'm trying to see if there are more that we can... Because we only found three where the shortstop like made the play. Now, granted, they were up the middle or on the second bag side. This one's a fucking dribbler by Jordan that they cannot get to in time. So, uh, I feel like... The hits that are given up to that side are just such bad contact. But you're right. That's like what they're trying to induce. That's down the line. And if they were playing normal, the third baseman should have been there. like Or like covering the line, he probably is able to get that. But they're shifting so much. I don't know. I'm starting to agree with you now, Tom. I didn't at first. And now I'm – because like what – okay, so they shifted and the third baseman made that play. So that one works out. In the end, I think there's not a big enough sample size of that specific pitch to that specific batter being. It seems like the left side, that's a bunt. You're not going to play in. All right. I don't know. That very specific pitch is kind of. Yeah. I mean, you almost want to play your third baseman like he's going to bunt, but you can't like shift that crazily pitch to pitch, especially the third baseman. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of an interesting query, a very specific query of a question by Tom that is interesting. What do you guys think after looking at all that data? Do, do you play the third baseman normal? Can you shift pitch to pitch that drastically? What do you guys think? Those are Jimmy's three things. Thank you very much for watching. Subscribe to the channel. We're trying to get to 100K before the World Series ends because that would make us feel accomplished, even though that's not true. I feel very accomplished. Talking baseball is a huge, huge, huge property that does very well for us, and we're very glad that you all tune in and listen every day. See you guys. Thank you.